The You Should Know podcast is a product of Creative Element, the digital marketing experts in the Midwest. This podcast is focused around the people, things, and practices you should know in the world of digital marketing and business. We will explore various digital marketing and business topics in an interview style to create actionable takeaways for you to implement, delegate, or ponder upon, as well as getting to know the people behind the businesses a little better. So today we have the privilege of talking with Jason Feldman. He is someone you should know as a person. He wears multiple hats in many different areas, and I'll let him introduce himself and say a little bit about the different hats that he wears. So uh, our companies have have done some projects together. Uh, Creative Element helped with One Million Cups, uh, helped with uh, Open Coffee in the past. Uh, but actually, you and I um, didn't actually personally meet face-to-face until just a few months ago. So uh, tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and some of the hats you wear right now. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it is kind of funny. We seemed like our, our businesses were doing these community projects together, but I don't know how that was that we never end up meeting because that's kind of central to how I usually do business. I build relationships with cool, interesting people, and then we find ways to collaborate, and it kind of went backwards with us, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, a little bit about me. So, um, uh, it's kind of a long story, but um, you know, my background was originally, originally was in law enforcement, actually something that a lot of people don't know. Um, you know, I, I decided, you know, when I got out of high school, what I wanted to do with my life and all I really knew what I wanted to do was, you know, serve my community. Didn't really know what that meant. And my small town, you know, high school guidance counselor said, well, go you know, into public service, be a cop, paramedic, firefighter. And I had enough people tell me, you know, go be a cop. So, um, that was my first go at, at adulting. And, um, I, I mean, I was good at the job, but I, I, it was a really good contrasting experience that taught me a lot about myself. Um, my strengths and passions weren't really aligned in that. And, um, uh, really it was, it was the best contrast I had to springboard me into just, you know, going off and, and, uh, doing some travel and, um, kind of reassessing myself, throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what stuck. I did a lot of worldly travel and you know, lived on a hippie commune for a while and um, had some hosp- hospitality experience and lots of other things and uh, probably not appropriate for this episode. Um, <laughs> n- nothing super illegal, but um, uh, one of my experiences, I was in the South Island of New Zealand and there was a home builder who was building homes out of uh, sustainable building materials. And specifically as industrial hemp and um he was you know you can make, make like this concrete material out of hemp and got really intrigued by it it was kind of my first um ex- exposure into real estate and i just got really intrigued by just you know building and real estate and um, sustainable materials and disruptive technologies and got just really blown away by it it was my last stop before coming back to the u.s so when i came back up to nebraska um you know i was i just said well we need to make hemp happen in nebraska so i you know naive me started going up to the state legislature and talking to legislators and talking about like you know why do we not have hemp in nebraska and um meanwhile i was also talking with you know uh entrepreneurs and and companies that were manufacturing products and i just started just networking and building connections with all these different people. And, um, after we got a bill passed here in Nebraska to open up the market for hemp again, I started, uh, connecting with entrepreneurs here in Omaha. And there was one specifically who was starting a subscription box service for hemp products. 
and uh and so he was living in a house with three other guys and they were uh kind of just roommates together helping each other start their startups and i thought well that's kind of something interesting um there was another guy in the house that was kind of like the the ringleader i guess and kind of organizing the whole thing i thought well it'd be kind of interesting to grow this into something cool and um we uh, thought well you know let's grow this into kind of a business incubator and um you know we'd our, you know, we just thought, well, let's connect them to business resources and investors and, um, you know, kind of incubate their startups. And we grew it into something that ended up having a lot of success. And in the course of building this business incubator, I was starting to build a lot of connections with people, um, both in the business community and, and other, you know, circles, nonprofit community and different, you know, just different parts of Omaha. And um, it kind of just... You know, just started to kind of turn into this connector kind of person. And it seemed like every person I met, I had some kind of little connection or introduction that I could make for someone and just found that there's a lot of value in that. So, um, you know, kind of this all was all happening in my 20s and, you know, getting down into my the later end of my 20s, I was thinking, well, geez, you know, I can't just, you know, run this little nonprofit project forever. Um, you know, how am I going to make a living off of this? And, you know, I really like the whole real estate part of it and kind of being the landlord, it, you know, basically with these entrepreneurs and thought, well, let's start to build some legs off of that and really just dove, you know, you know, head first into real estate um, and, you know, growing, you know, working on growing my own portfolio. And um, I'm, a, I'm a licensed agent with PJ Morgan. And so I do commercial and residential real estate now. And, um, you know, it was, you know, just having all these random experiences going from, you know, you know, living on a hippie commune to, you know, working with startups and finding what the commonalities, believe it or not, there were some commonalities in that. And that commonality was real estate. So that's what I do today. Long story short. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, you're also doing some more community projects and working still in that in that area along with real estate. So what is what's the thing that you're most passionate about right now? The thing I'm most passionate about is building scalable systems and processes. I know that sounds probably super boring, but, um, you know, the first step for me was discovering, you know, what, what career path or business model, you know, I could actually monetize all these interesting experiences I had. Um, but you know, now that I've, you know, fortunately a few years ago, I finally discovered that real estate was the way to, to, you know, that I could build something, um, you get stagnant when, you know, you're building something that's solely, you know, based on, um, everything being done by you. And so for me, um, you know, like I said, building scalable systems and processes, part of that is, um, coaching and developing other people to take on and, and, um, and delegating out tasks that, I'm not best suited for. I'm best suited as I'm a phenomenal negotiator and building relationships. And when I'm too focused on, you know, things like marketing, for example, while I'm, I'm great at it and, you know, building my brand and marketing, um, I need to also make sure that I'm, you know, delegating out those types of tasks to the experts in that, those areas. Yeah. We're at creative element here. We're all about hiring it done if it's not your your main skill set right for sure and uh so you're talking about brand there and building brand and you know with being a connector of people and and doing that people have to know who you are Mm -hmm. and know uh, what you're about and so you have such a diverse um, past and it's helped mold you to to be able to do that why do you think uh, your brand story is important and what do you think is something that people could take away 
and put into use um, even today to help them build their brand mm. and their brand story? Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, so the importance of a brand story. Um, I mean, if people don't know, like, especially in my business, people do business with me because they know, like, and trust me. There's, I mean, there's like 2,500 realtors in, in Omaha. Um, I mean, they, there's plenty of people to work with, but people choose to work with me because they know who I am, what my ethics are, what I'm all about. Um, and they've built relationships with, with me even outside of the scope of real estate, it, you know, they've, they've crossed my path and, you know, based around some other, you know, parallel interest of mine, whether it's the startup community or, you know, the local music scene or whatever it is. Um, we've built meaningful relationships with these, you know, I've built relationships with other individuals in these other parallel areas and they got to know me as a person and we have something in common. Um, and then eventually when it comes along that line that, you know, they, they need to, you know, if it's a startup that, you know, eventually needs to, you know, grow into a larger commercial space or, you know, it's a friend of mine who I met in the art scene who, you know, is ready to settle down and buy a house. I'm also that person. Um, you know, and we've had instances along the way where I have opportunities to educate them, which is a big part of, I think, my brand story is I'm just always looking for opportunities to educate people and empower people, whether it's real estate or anything else. Um, and so people know me as someone who is always looking to coach and educate. So, um, you know, I think that naturally comes back around in my brand story that they know me as an educator and they know that I'm somebody that they can trust to reach out to yeah, so you're looking for, um, and you're you're giving value, you're giving value, giving value, and know sure. that it's going to get returned back to you. Yeah, that's yeah. just yeah. I guess it's karma. You know, you, you're never looking at yes, I'm going to do this thing for you, and I expect you to send me a referral next week. It's never anything like that. You just put good vibes out, and and it just comes back around eventually. So, kind of along that same line, um, you know, not everybody gets to get great feedback all the time right they um sometimes some of the growth comes from from people being very true with you mm -hmm. and being very open and um so <laughs> i i kind of view that some of today's society is around um the everybody gets a trophy mm -hmm. and that's not how the world works and sometimes we get that feedback that kind of can either motivate us or or it shuts us down and so what, what's some of the feedback maybe that you've had or received that uh, about your business or passions that, that you, you may didn't like at the, at that moment, but then you used it. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I, when I started to really kind of put out there into my brand ether, I guess, if you will, that I was in real estate, um, I think it turned off a portion of my friends and followers um, you know, especially those who, um, you know, might view, you know, things like, you know, here in Omaha, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, negative stories around landlords and, and things along those lines. And I think, you know, when, you know, when I started sharing a lot that I was in real estate, I think that, I think that turned off some people. Um, it wasn't necessarily that I got any active feedback, like Jason, you're an evil person, but I, I could tell that those people weren't engaging with me anymore. You know, I, things outside of real estate, I'd message them and it just kind of seemed like, yeah, they just kind of weren't as engaged with me anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could be reading into that, but it seemed like there's enough empirical evidence that maybe there's some truth to it. 
Um, but I mean, the, the thing is, is I think one thing that I've kind of reflected on with those kind of experiences was you, know, you can't, you can't please everybody. You can only be true to yourself. I know that I'm not a slumlord and I know that I'm, I'm in real estate because I want to build a better, stronger community for everyone. And I know that I want to help lift people up, um, to a, to a higher quality of life. Um, and not everybody's going to hear that message the same way. And I just need to be okay with that. Um, and so, you know, just coming to terms that I'm never going to please anyone has been a big you know, reflection of mine. So in order to get, you think, to that point in your life, what do you think some of the skills you've needed to develop in order to, to get there? Being okay with not making everybody happy. Um, focusing on the people who... I guess who, who, who gravitate around the work that I do and, and kind of my, my values. Um, yeah. And I, I have to, might, might have to give that a little bit of thought. All right. Well, I, I kind of did that question as a lead up to, um, really having a growth mindset. I, I mm-hmm. think you have that, right? Not just, you know, some people think about growth mindset mm-hmm. and they think only monetarily. They think about scale and things like that. But I think that with you, uh, growth mindset also comes into community impact, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how you can do that. And there's, you know, certain things that you're doing right now that I think are, are helping with that. Um, why do you think a growth mindset is important, both personally and in business? And then how do you go about doing that in marketing and in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I always use the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the people that you surround yourself with. And I think that's been central to, to my growth mindset is, you know, like, you know, we've been talking about just the value of networking and building lots of different connections. Um, but, and I think part of even going back to that previous question, um, you know, not, you're not able to please everyone. And if you, if you focus your energy around, um, you know, trying to please everyone, then you're trying to you know surround yourself with people who don't necessarily jive with you. And the reality, like I said, you're never going to jive with everyone. And so, um, you know, with growth mindset, um, you know, I've focused really intently on, you know, both surrounding myself with people who I can help, um, and who are earlier in their stages of, of progress, but even more importantly, surrounding myself with, um, people who are further along in their success. Um, I think that's just those, organic relationships have really led to, you know, I think everything else around my growth. So you being an educator and somebody that people come to for coaching advice, mentorship, uh, somebody that's on the same journey as you right now, what's a piece of advice that you'd give them, um, maybe to help them a couple steps. So, so right now I'm working with an individual who, um, who's just stepping into getting his real estate license. He, he had been working with, he got, he actually lost his job due to COVID. Um, he was working in food service. He had a background in sales um, and he, he had great interpersonal skills. And um, I took a leap with him to, uh, to help him make a transition into real estate. And, um, you know, I think the thing we have a weekly calls, he had actually called while we were just doing this recording. Um, we have a, a weekly call. And the thing that I really harp on, uh, and not harp on, but something that I found is probably the most important thing that he, that is, that's been transformational for him is having the mindset of, 
um, doing the activities that nobody else wants to do and always just pushing a little bit further. The other day on a call we made, I, I used the analogy, you know, it's like, you know, when you're working out, can you just pushing out one more rep? Um, you know, what is that, you know, pushing one more rep? Like right now he's, uh, he's, he's studying to, he's studying, uh, his classes to get his license. And, you know, I just, you know, what's, you know, just one more chapter that you can, that you can knock out, you know, every day or, you know, just being really militant about, you know, how you're using your time blocking and just pushing a little bit further, getting a little bit further, um, you know, so you can, you know, you know, take the test and pass and get into business a little bit faster. Yeah. The stuff that, you know, for a while now you've seen on the boards, the things that take no, no talent, right? Mm -hmm. They take no money. They take no talent. Mm -hmm to do these things, to For just sure. drive yourself forward and do that. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, coming into just wrap up of um, some rapid fires and questions I ask every single person mm -hmm. that, that comes on and, and share some time with us is uh, from a marketing perspective and some apps that you use on your phone, maybe on your tablet, things like that. What are the three apps that you can't live without? Number one is Zapier all about the little automations i mean gosh i i think I, I probably spent at least a good solid maybe hour or two every week just diving into zapier and trying to you know just figuring out how different different apps can connect with each other um and man you know things like especially when it comes to things like follow-up there's you know and as like we were talking about before with scaling your systems and processes and part of that is in my business is um, through the transaction process. Once I'm under contract, um, if say we're, we're a buyer um, and we're under contract, making sure that all those little steps stay in, in place, um, you know, using apps like Zapier is huge. Um, whether it's just for reminders for me to, to reach out manually to my clients or the other party, or just automating those little, hey, you know, we're three days out from closing, let's make sure you know, we you know, get, get the keys to the house and things like that. Um, so that, that's huge, man. It's really hard for me to even think about any, another two examples just cause that one's so important to me. Well, and that's I mean, when you're talking about Zapier, it's connecting other apps, right? Mm -hmm. It's connecting other things. And so I can understand where, um, you know, it could just be a couple of things that connect via uh, Zapier, but in your role, we were talking about, you know, last week, I think it was, uh, we were talking about closing process, right? And we were just on a, on a sidebar conversation we had and talking about how important that is and communication flow and how it's never just like one thing that goes wrong. It's, it's all about the communication flow. So you, you're solving part of that problem by utilizing an app like that. For sure. So, so if somebody wanted to get a hold of you uh, to do, to connect with you, uh, to uh, seek information, or even uh, from a real estate perspective, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, for sure. Um, find me on Facebook. Um, my uh, professional page is pro Feldman first, or, um, I think I still might have a, a few spots left on my, which I just found out on your personal Facebook feed, you're maxed out at 5,000 friends. Somehow I landed up with like 4,900 Facebook friends. I feel like I'm really obnoxious about this. And then I feel like maybe that says something about me, but, um, I think I feel, still have a few spots. So I'm always looking to connect with, with new folks. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, Pro Feldman first or LinkedIn. Yeah, as of right now, this moment, you have 4,903 friends. And I swear those are actually um, the vast, vast majority of people who I've actually met. Um, I mean, some of them I you know, think you know, might have trickled in. There are people who may have just reached out to me. But I mean, 
Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, Omaha is the the big little town, right? I think that it's probably two steps of connection to every single person in Omaha. Yeah, I always say you're never more than a degree of separation away. I'm pretty yeah. sure I, I actually did find out that I'm like one, maybe two degrees of separation away from Warren Buffett. Yeah. He doesn't know who I am, but we're neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we put Kevin Bacon to shame. And all those that are under the age of 40, Kevin Bacon is used to be six degrees of separation. So just going to say that out oh, there. Oh, man, for we are neighbor. getting to that age, I know. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jason, thank you for coming today and spending some time and, and missing the call from some of your help in the mentor. So I appreciate that. And uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, um, they know how to do that now. Uh, and uh, everyone else listening, uh, I'd ask if you enjoyed this session, please subscribe, leave a review, tell somebody about it. And uh, if you've got a question for Jason, uh, put it on there and uh, we'll get it to him as well. Until next time.